Welcome, everyone, to another fascinating episode of the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell, uh, owner, mastermind, a genius behind MoGuns.com. I'm joined today by my favorite Chris's in the world, uh, Chris from Because Operator up in Canada, and Chris Ramirez, also known as Addicted to the Gear on Instagram. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Ah, doing good, man. I'm glad you are able to make it. It was kind of last minute, but you were able to jump in. So, uh, just for the sake of avoiding confusion, I'll call uh, because operator Chris BCO and you, Chris. It works for the good folks at home. Uh, so, so Chris, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you go from? Uh, how did your Instagram go from just a thing to getting more sponsors than a NASCAR driver and getting That's to a, play with some pretty cool toys? Uh, I wish I knew the answer to that. So. I uh, started shooting when I was about nine or ten with my stepdad, and uh, naturally I wanted to shoot as fast as possible. And growing up, I started realizing there's like competitions for this, and I started doing that a little bit. Uh, airsoft was definitely something that I was into for a, a while, which I think helped out and benefited me a lot. Now, uh, started doing some like IPSC type things and three gun. That's when I started getting picked up by sponsors. Um, started helping instructing with uh, Mike known as at soft survivor on Instagram. Yep. He was a guy that definitely took me under his wing and helped out a lot. And as of last year, joined, joined the army as an infantryman. Uh, tell us about that. Like what, what's the process like to go from civilian to grunt? Um, yeah, as a competitive shooter, it's pretty difficult because I'm always one that C clamps as far as I can on the rifle and you get made fun of pretty hard in basic and at your units for doing that. Um, they, they hate what they don't understand. <laughs> I was taught when I got to my units to just lightly support it or grip the magwell. That was a no go for me, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not too bad. Just in and out of the field. Every every week this month. Hopefully not uh, too hot in Georgia this time of year. Oh, uh, no, it's raining. It's coming down hard this oh, time of year. A, I redact that statement. So how long was training? And I remember texting you during it, and you said, mentioned that infantry training was unique and that it was tied in with basic and connected to basic training. It was different from everyone else. Yeah, so I went to um, one station unit training known as OSUT. So pretty much we went through... So it's about three months of basic, and then we get what's known as family week, which is like a a weekend off where your family can come visit you, see you graduate, and you just spend your weekend with them. And then that following Monday is infantry school. You do, I think it's four weeks of that. Yeah. So that's how that goes. So it's really tied in. Nothing changes from really basic to infantry school because they teach you some stuff in basic that you'll learn in infantry school or can apply in infantry school, I should say. Yeah. So there's, there's some crossover with it. Yeah, exactly. 
cool. You uh, look like one of the few guys that looks pretty high speed, just as in Love and Bravo with uh, all your own gear. Yeah, you do get you do get razzed a little bit for that. Um, I'm the radio guy for my platoon, so I do have the little admin panel with all my like quick reference cards and everything. Yeah, most guys here at the uh, my unit at least run just all standard issue stuff. It's a pretty low speed unit, I guess. Oh, that's cool. But you're, you're working to change that one play care at a time. Exactly. <laughs> How do you like the, uh, the the Ronin play care? I almost bought one. I, I definitely recommend it. I get DMs almost every other day, like, how do I like it? And um, what play care I would recommend. And I love it just because I own a JPC and I believe a CPC. And I think it's a good, like, crossbreed between them both. Yeah, yeah. I There's just some re- Dude put some really smart stuff in there. Like the the integrated drag handle is awesome. The the zip on panel is awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely a well thought out system. I do like the mesh um that sits on your like actually on you. So I feel like it allows you to breathe a little bit better. And that that was does a selling it, uh, point for does it bunch up at all? Because seeing some of uh like uh BCO um Robo's like Paraz play carry, it looks like the, the cummerbund bunches up on that in the back. No, the cummerbund, I've never had any issues with it. I think the one gripe that I would have about it is the shoulder pads, just because it's really like, I think it's just an elastic sleeve that goes over it. For the price, I would like to see a little bit more go into that, but I really can't complain. Yeah. And how were you able to attach the uh, the Spiritus Systems rig to the front? Because isn't the, uh, isn't the kangaroo pouch like integrated into the front? So what two did was he added Velcro to it. So it's a modular system. So you could rip it off just like a standard placard system. Okay. Oh, awesome. Kind of the- like, um, like the AVS or the, the JPC2. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very cool. I, I think I need to get one now. Because that's what was holding me back before is because I thought they couldn't put my uh, any of my chest rigs on it. Yeah, I do like the fact that you could just take it off like a standard placard. Like I have um, Blue Force gear pouches on the uh, placard that comes stock with the Running tactics play carrier. So if I just want to run like, okay, I'll shoot ARs today. Just ARs, I'll throw that placard system on. If I want to shoot pistols that day as well as an AR, I'll throw the Spiritus system on because I have the pistol inserts as well with those. That's awesome. You mentioned that you guys um you guys are already spinning up to deploy in September. Uh it's changing to January, February to Korea now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so nothing too bad. I think that's a six month, nine, nine months. No, that's not too bad. Although, did you hear about what um, Fat Face that runs North Korea? He had his half brother, who's in Indonesia, assassinated this week. Oh man, I didn't even hear about that until just now. Yeah, it was um, his. I want to say a half brother. Uh, he who wasn't even in Korea at all. Uh, he had him assassinated by two uh, female assassins, who. Uh, Stabbed him in the back with a syringe of something lethal. It just <laughs> sounds like something out of a movie. It does. Like maybe it actually didn't happen, and it's just Sony pulling another fast one, and they've got like another movie coming out. Another movie coming. <laughs> <laughs> another movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. it just sounds so. Just how you described it, Derek. I just he he did kidnap <laughs> a, a Japanese movie director. And uh, or maybe that was uh, him and forced him to make propaganda movies. <laughs> that sounds more plausible. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, he he's a living meme that has access to nuclear weapons. It's... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 
the uh, I saw not to bring up politics. No, I saw Trump uh, talking about. He mentioned like Korea real quick in one of his address. Actually, I was watching the address uh, where he uh, he had our prime minister on, and they were and they were talking. Yeah, yeah. He was just like he's just like we're gonna do something about Korea um, because they're a problem. But then that was like all he said, and it was like, "Oh shit, whoa, what's gonna happen?" Right? And I was We're wondering, gonna build I'm a like, second wall, <laughs> dude. I was just thinking, like, you know, dude's probably watching that, okay, in North Korea. He's just watching that um, on his one, his one <laughs> single line that he's got to Western, to Western television, right? And he's just like getting this, <laughs> or getting excited, getting excited because he's like. Oh my God! U.S. is you know witness me, senpai, right? Like he's getting all excited that they think secretly he 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 has he has a crush on the U.S. He just doesn't know how to express himself. Yeah, man, that, that's all it is. That's all it is. Like they just want to be noticed by you guys, right? I mean, if any other country noticed. notices them, it's like, dude, it's like an Instagram I mean, following. Okay, <laughs> North Korea just wants to be followed by America. Okay, that's all it is. They just want to follow back. They keep following That's and unfollowing, right. hoping that they'll notice. That's it. That's it. That's his bag, man. That's what he's doing. You know, uh, I also watched that same same address, and it seems tiring uh, for your prime minister to say sentence in English and then repeat it in French. Like, does he well, does he them, always do that? Some of them he didn't. Um, in Canada, it is it, it basically is a requirement. Um, we have to have both both languages. Um, my wife is from Japan, and when she uh, immigrated to Canada, and uh, you know we went through customs uh, because you got to go through customs again, right? Like it's funny, you got to leave the country and then come back in. They they literally we signed all these papers, and then they Canada tries to hook her up with French, like they're like, hey, if you're interested in if you're interested in learning French. Here's all the stuff, and I, I literally I was like, no, 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 no. Like that's, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, no, thanks, thanks though. But it was in, it was interesting. Like they got to push that really hard here. Uh, it's a thing, even though like in Ontario, like Southern Ontario, you know, Toronto, where I'm from, um, not a lot of people here speak French. It's just it's just not happening, right? That, that's something um, I've also wondered is like what percentage of the population does Quebec? <laughs> it's like it's like no, honestly, I think it's like two provinces, really. Uh, but every school has it, right? Um, but pretty much, uh, you know, from what I remember from school, uh, my French classes are a blank. I think I just like <laughs> unlearned it, you know, so I can make room for other stuff like the memory yeah, house. Yeah, important stuff. Where he's bare. Yeah, he's got to burn all the documents and he's just like, oh, French, so I don't need this anymore. Yeah, that's that's how I feel it. I, I think Canada, a lot of Canada's like like that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree, but uh, they're probably French. <laughs> uh, that's why I, I took two years of Spanish. I Donde esta la baño? Where's the bathroom? That's pretty much all I got. I can order food. That's that and the that's bathroom part are probably the most important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's yes. all you really need. <laughs> of course. I got a question for Chris. What type of uh, 
so you mentioned before when it was like the audio was cutting out that uh, I guess you run like an issued monocular uh, from from work, air quotes. Uh, yeah. So when, oh, what was the question? Oh, I was gonna say, what uh, what's your do you have a uh, do you have a home set of knots uh, that are like do you run binos outside of work? No, so I don't have a home set, but um, over a Christmas break, I was able to run and gun a little bit with Lucas, who's the owner of T-Rex Arms. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's been on before. Yeah. And he um, he hooked it up and let us run his white phosphorus and his Sentinels. But I personally don't own any. The ones that we have for the Army are just regular, like, I think Gen 1 or Gen 2 PVS-14s, just a monocle, and then a PEG-15. Right. Nice. What did you think of the binos uh, and white phosphor when you got to use that compared to what you're issued? Oh, uh, it, it was hard to go back. <laughs> I think I've only used them like twice since and for a very short amount of times because it's hard. Once you have that experience in your life, it's like, do I really need this anymore? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, what's an enlistment bonus for than spending <laughs> it all on something really cool? I mean, you're asking a person, I mean, what is an enlistment bonus? <laughs> you didn't get I never one of those. What? <laughs> Is it because you didn't sign up to like to check the tires or check air pressure on tires or change the oil in tanks? It's actually funny you mentioned that because at the time, uh, my recruiter kept on pushing petroleum specialist, which is really just like gas a uh, gas operator for the vehicles. The gas man, a refueler, and so. So I was like, no, like I want to, I want to be in the infantry. I want to go to Ranger Regiment. I want to do all that super hua stuff. He's like, all right. And I'm like, well, why are you telling me to do this? Like, he's like, because there's a forty thousand dollars enlistment bonus if you do the job. Yeah, and I was like, ah, I don't know now. <laughs> you, you could you take that, uh, buy the cool gear, post for pictures, and then no one will know that you're just uh, filling tanks for. Living. There you go. Derek's got it figured out. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I, I think that would get old for four years, but that's, that's just me. Yeah, it would get old very quickly. So what kind of uh, what kind of guns do you run for competition? For a while, I was running all of the guns Mike had because they were just they're built for him. But I felt at the same time, we're also built for me because whatever he put on it, I was like, OK, I'll run it. Oh, I yeah, really he, like it. That works he probably me. knows what's best. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll run it. Wow, this this works for me. I like it. So I was running his 416s, his his custom-built rifles, his pistols. I was running it all. That is cool. As of right now, I'm building a all-Zev Block 19 that's in the works. Goodbye, money. Goodbye, tax refund, yes. <laughs> Are you going to do the, uh, the Zev... Um, with the stippled grip or just that like sandpaper that they glue on the frame? Uh, I'm looking at the talon grips, but at the same time, I want to have that all Zev build. Yeah. So for the time being, I did get all the internals that I want as of right now. So I'm going to probably do the talon grips and then eventually get them stippled and all that jazz by Zev. That's awesome. I, the Zev guns are, the Zev booth is always a lot of fun to uh, go fondle at SHOT yeah, Show. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was still really upset because I was supposed to go to SHOT Show this year. Nope, you're going to the field. Whoops. Yeah, so I had plans. I was supposed to go to like a bunch of after parties. Nope, you're going to the field. 
next year. Next year, yeah. I'm hoping for next year, actually. Next year, if you're not in Korea. No, uh, no it's in January. I'll, I should be able to actually go to that. Awesome. Awesome. Do you know who you're going with or who you would be going with? Um, I'm not sure as of now, just because, I mean, it happened like a month ago. Yeah. Or who? Which, uh, which company were you planning on going with? I'm not sure, just because... I was supposed to go with friends who were affiliated with Cry, but I don't think I would have been. Ooh, worried. the cool kids. Yeah. No, I heard Next that year I'll get into Cry Party. Was, Next yeah, I year. heard that Cry Party was fucking crazy, dude. The Cry Party is always is. Yeah. It's always, they just keep getting crazier and crazier until I, I, I fear where it's going to end up in a couple of years. Someone's going to die. But everyone's oh, going to be like, it was totally worth it. <laughs> Dudes seem to be drunk the next day trying to pitch videos and interviews. I don't know if you <laughs> that's, saw that. It that's always funny. Awesome. Getting, getting to the show floor early in the morning uh, by like day day two, you can always tell who went out the night before. It's like overly. Like, Why are the lights so loud? Yeah, day two, yeah. they're gone. Overly enthusiastic yeah. <laughs> uh, sales rep guy who's slurring. But I think like they sold more product because it. You know, anybody, this guy's really hammered, and everybody was like, <laughs> I went to the cry <laughs> Still hammered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I don't mean, know how right? you get hammered on the street. It, it's so expensive. I went to one, uh, like, one little after party, at the, and the show was over, and it's just this get-together at this one bar on the strip. And I ordered, I'm like, yeah, I'll just have one beer. And then we were leaving, and I asked for the check, and it was $15 for this one beer. Oh, oh God. <laughs> How do you afford to get drunk? Uh, well, that's the trick, right? By like the third or fourth one, you don't know how much they cost anymore. Yeah. <laughs> your wallet, your wallet doesn't even know until the next day. Maybe know. three days later. The card, the card is still working. Balance. That's all that matters. That's right. Oh, not declined. All right, run it. That's <laughs> crazy. The uh, it, it's it's funny. I the first year I went, I thought shot show was going to be uh like the, the parties were going to be like these super fancy formal uh formal greetings and like i don't know, I, I expected it to be more formal because on the floor some of the some of the booths some of the people you talk to it's very formal but i realize that's not the case most of them like these people that are these these giants in the industry will get completely shit-faced in front of everyone oh yeah <laughs> it's it's fun oh i did I have one show Oh, go ahead. Okay. Don't be a stereotype. Stop being so nice. I was I was just gonna say, I think at the show guys are like like from an expo point of view, they're like, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, right? They're just counting yeah. the minutes. And then it went and then when they're done, like they pack like they're they're just like get all the okay, let's get all the stuff off the shore floor. We got we got a party, we gotta go drink, we gotta go drink. And they just wanna like get the hell away from uh Sans Expo, right? They just wanna go anywhere else. And uh, yeah. and that's why you have like such a craziness at the at the parties because uh, yeah. that show is like insane. I did have I did have one party this year that was, that was the craziest one I went to, but not for what I expected. I got uh, about two weeks before um, Chacha, I got this invitation from a guy on Facebook that I I didn't know him. I'd seen him around a little bit on some of the patch forms. And and so I knew who he was. I had some other patch guys tell me that he's uh, he's just having a get together. Uh, he's a big big patch enthusiast that's involved in the industry. So I'm like, all right, it was at the MGM Grand. Uh, Ubered over there, and we get there, and I'm expecting like most uh, parties that are at rooms are usually just suites. 
they'll have like a couch and a window and right. have 10 or 15 people in it. But no, when we got in, I got a text message from him uh, instructing me to go to this one guy and give him the secret password. And they gave him the password and he took us to this one private elevator and it went all the way up to the top floor. And it was at that moment I started thinking, oh, okay, let's, let's see where this go. And we go to the very top and uh, he escorts us to the very corner penthouse at it. And it, it's not a hotel room. It's, it's this house at the top of the casino. It has its own gym and rooms and small pool tables. Uh, this balcony, it's at the very top floor, it has this balcony overlooking the strip, and a hot tub on the balcony. Like, holy cow. And the guy who hosted it, he never said what he does. No one really do- knows what he does. But what people know is that he he likes patches a lot, and that he paid $10,000 a night for that penthouse, and that he comes to SHOT Show, or not SHOT, he comes to Vegas, four or five times a year and he always has that same pet house nice but like i i had one of those kanye west this is fame bro when he grabbed a butler because a there's butlers walking around he's like could you bring us some bacon and about 10 minutes later the butler came back with this plate full like full of this super thick cut smoky bacon (laughs) But like, that's a this that's a good request. This though. is luxury. I, yeah, that guy knows how to live uh, in Vegas for sure. That's crazy. I also got to try a um some five thousand dollar whiskey. It was real gross. I didn't like it. <laughs> it, was, it was this Japanese whiskey that it was a super old distillery that was shut down like twenty years ago, and then they opened up again to make this one run of two hundred bottles. And of those two hundred bottles, there was only two in Vegas, and one of them was at this room. And they're just and, handing it out. And you just dubbed it gross. Not yeah, it was gross. Five thousand dollar bottle of whiskey. Gross. You, you know, only two bottles of beer. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, that's nasty. Give me a Paps Blue." <laughs> I felt like such a plebeian. <laughs> and he's like, "Here, try this." <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Uh, oh, and and the party favors um, were hundred dollar bills with Velcro on the back. Nice, nice. That's pretty. That was that was, that was, that was the, the one, the, the the one evening that I got to hang out with tactical rich people. That was. <laughs> You're like, oh, so this is what tactical rich people are like. This this is it. This is the top. This is how you do it. <laughs> Huh. That butlers bring you bacon and you drink five thousand dollars of whiskey that I think sucks. And you just hand out hundred dollar bills to these strangers you just met. Yeah. Got their tactical cool shirts on. It's like, oh, you got Velcro yeah. there. There you go. You take that. But, but what was funny is that like no one really in the industry had met this guy before, so no one really knew. So there's all these players in the patch game. And we're all when we get there, we're all just walking around with these these giant eyes, like what what is this? Like Willy Wonka and and, and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> chocolate factory <yeah. laughs> because none of us, because we're all expecting just a party at a room, not the party at the room. <laughs> oh my god! So you're basically <laughs> so was... like Car- Cartman from South Park when he's like, "I got a golden ticket," right? Yeah. <laughs> So that that was the highlight of my whole life there. It's just going to be downhill from here. 
but that was a that's funny thing. Cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's all about the memories, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Worth getting. So anyway, story story over. Was, oh my gosh, I dodged it for two years. <laughs> successfully after shot everyone's like man i'm so sick and I'm like ah missed yeah. it and then, Dude, and then it hit me. tried to do the post-mortem shot show podcast and it was like oh i barely oh, had a voice yeah the post-mortem is everybody's sick and or recovering from shot show all right no podcast <laughs> nobody can i went it. through i went through bottles of hand sanitizer and i in the emergency i hate emergency it's disgusting oh, but i forced it down and it didn't work. But at least it didn't hit me till after Shot Show. What sucks is the guys that are still have a day left. And you can see that they're just suffering. Dude, I told you that fucking, you know, touch all the gun shit was gonna catch up with you and sure enough. Like that's how you get crushed, bro. It was it was so worth it. It was so worth it. I I realized that something strange is happening when I walked up to MTech and Ben oh, at yeah. MTech was like, Oh hey man. You want to do a touch video with our helmets? <laughs> you touch the end deck and you're probably like, oh, I'm getting something right now, aren't I? Yep. <laughs> you know, you know, they asked you to do a touch video. You probably weren't the first guy. <laughs> no. There was probably well, some I'm other not, guys that were touching it. I'm not touching it and then eating finger food at the food court. <laughs> Still, dude. I remember uh, one, one exchange specifically I met with the guy uh, that was a, a dealer for me over in the UK um, and he was very sick with something and I didn't have my hand sanitizer with me so af- after we like shook hands and the conversation was over it was a quest to find hand sanitizer somewhere <laughs> so it's too late it's already it in too, you <laughs> it's, it's um, too late. Uh, you got an M-Tech. I did I'm, I'm, I'm waiting That's for right. it Got that's right jumped for the ballistic just because i had i had an interesting experience at the shoot house and i thought you know i'm not going to regret having this uh, extra protection yeah which um, is one of the guys that that works at the shoot house um invited out some uh air softers we thought they were really high speed yeah and it was i it was a complete shit show it was, got, it was awful like humbled by uh well and what was dangerous about it is because they were confident in the skills that weren't there uh yeah and and i think that's what made them really dangerous and they also kicked in a a door that was oh sorry go ahead go ahead (laughs) did they have a lot of scars uh like basically going from airsoft to firearms um some guys might be a little overconfident in their capabilities because they think that firearms are going to be like airsoft and then they yeah. Yeah. enter into a situation or, sorry they enter into something that like a course of fire that they that they think is going to be like airsoft and then end up fighting off a bit more than true to continue yeah uh, yeah well and when when you you're overconfident in something it also breeds um complacency which when you're right. dealing with live fire in close quarters you can't that was really great about the the first experience with it for me with the Ronin CQB classes too. And um, Tom spent a long time instilling how serious it is into, into everyone in the class. And now it, it, it's not to be taken lightly at all. And that there, there were a lot of people in the class that didn't go into the shoot house at all. Like either they, they didn't feel ready yet or two or Tom felt that they weren't ready yet. Yeah, that's, that's the way it should be, man. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, that's a smart person who's going, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, after after dealing with the BB Warriors in the shoot house, I'm like, I think I need uh I don't think I'm gonna regret paying that extra for a ballistic helmet. Yeah, man. What a choice too. Fucking good. I'm, I'm I'm really excited. I've got a marathon. It was Shot Show last year that, that they handed me like their prototype ballistic. And and they handed it to me, and I thought it was a bump helmet. I'm like, oh, this is a cool bump helmet. Like, no, yeah. it's ballistic. I'm like, oh, yes. So now I'm just, just waiting on TNBC. Dude, yeah, uh, TNBC just posted that they were going to be getting those helmets, like, next week. Um, okay. M-Tech is, like, they have, like, an eight, eight to nine-month waiting period now because the demand is so high. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really wicked for them. So uh, it's great that you got on that order. So you ordered yours through TNBC then, obviously. Yeah, I ordered mine through TNBC because I also wanted um, a Wilcox mount and the TNBC Mohawk. I ordered it back at the beginning of December. Yeah, I want to. I think uh, Rob and I also said that we want to hear your feedback on that too. Yeah, if you're it, willing to give it. Definitely, I'm, I'm going to get shot in the head with it with the pistol. See how it feels. <laughs> there we go. For science. Oh, for science. Oh, man. Have that safety disclaimer on that video. Let's see. <laughs> Get so many views. Oh, God. Don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, it was funny talking to Ben at uh, MTech, just how blown away he was with going to his first American Millisim game. He's like, other people think Airsoft is lame. I like, I don't, I don't care. It's super cool. Going into the facility at Op 34 with night vision and everyone else's night vision in the helmets, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not. It's definitely not a normal thing that that you get to do, right? So Airsoft no. definitely allows you to, especially with the big American events, like the events that you guys have on the sites that you guys have. Uh, I don't know, maybe some unit gets to train there like every two years or every one year and do something really cool like that with their unit. But, mm-hmm. you know, airsoft shit, like some of these games you get to, uh, like Milson West, American, American Milson, you get to like travel to all these like crazy sites that are booked. Yeah, it, it's crazy stuff. I have to go that, for the AO, man. Like, yes, yes. Like a uh, place, New Mexico, someplace that you'd never, as a civilian, never normally be allowed near. Yeah, that's right, dude. That's, that's fun. It's, Chris, we need to bring you to a BB Wars game. Dude, I want to get down to a U.S. I was supposed to go with uh, <clears throat> Rob Marshall to Iron Horse 2, yeah. but uh, that fooled on Friday. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. Yeah. There, there's lots of others. It's gonna be, there's going to be some good games this year. Yeah, I'd love to go to a Milsom event. I mean, I'm not really one for the like small like skirmishes. Nah, skirmishes are lame, especially when, once you go to the big one with the big facility and you have other nerds that have sunk thousands of dollars into their gear everything else pales in comparison yeah exactly i mean I'm, I'm always down to go and i'd like to go to one this year but you know the field if, priority uh, yep yep i hear you <laughs> and i was planning on going and they're like oh you just got back from the field don't unpack my rucksack more field next week <laughs> <laughs> the path to ranger school is paved with suck that's a good way to put it. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> Mogan's like, uh, be right back. Uh, time to make <laughs> People are like, have you ever been to Raider School? Nah. 
I just like the saying. <laughs> uh, speaking of t-shirts uh when are your sweet collab uh shirts with Roz coming out oh man dude i'm not i'm not even sure we, you know uh so Praz and i have had uh a couple different meetings and we know we know that we're gonna do it um we just don't we just don't really know when i got uh i got like one printed uh, just to show off and it's not even like it's not even really how I want to do it um, so a lot of that's I'm leaving it in his hands because he has way more experience in soft goods and apparel obviously I have like none uh, I just did the illustration and thought it thought it looked cool so it did look my, cool. Uh, that was my collaboration with it. Uh, but yeah no eventually eventually it'll come out um i got some requests for one I, I was thinking about what we could do in the interim is like if certain dudes uh certain super cool guys want it uh then they can they can message me and be like hey get me one made this color with like this type of design you know placement whatever and i'll get them one made and ship it to them uh like a custom custom shirt with that i want a custom custom shirt there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then just uh, yeah, just PM me like what what you want, and uh, you know I can I can get it. There's a place downtown Toronto here that I can actually get them done at, like right over the counter. They're really good. Uh, that was where I got the first one made. Um, caught. It's not cost effective to bulk order them that way. Like you want to outsource them to a place like Guardian Tees or mm-hmm. or somebody who really knows really knows what they're doing like that uh, with, with apparel. But um, yeah, man, it, it'll eventually come out, dude. Uh, just no date. Yep. It's Chris, like, when are you going to have your own t-shirt design? You have enough uh, of following you. definitely move some. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I mean, we had a couple designs. I think it was last year. But they didn't really take off. But I think I only had like 8,000 followers at the time. So... And now you're you're past thirty now, aren't you? And get like a new design up, like a collaboration, not just like oh, it's my logo. Because I mean, Nike, people would rather wear Nike, not oh, here's some Instagram, like account. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Praz has like some custom patch, which we're gonna do up in like a week. Um. I'll actually, uh, Derek, I'll mail you one because Sweet. I think you're going to like it. I'm going to leave it as surprise, but I haven't seen a patch like this, like a front panel patch. So, you know, like he does like IR patches. Uh, yeah, yeah. Said, like TMPC does and stuff. Or they have IR patches are so cool. I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing Derek. a lot more of those. Take a lot of work to make those. Friggin I know, but that's why they're cool. Like when it's done yeah. right, the clean cut laser and the Cordura, just, it looks, exactly. it looks nice. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to. Uh, he actually, you know what? He made me a little, uh, like a little Redback One style BCO patch in oh, Wolf sweet. Gray. Yeah, that was like super cool of him. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting that uh, uh, just for like photography. But I think it's like it's pretty cool. <laughs> for him to do that. Um, I still got to get a, a a 31 shirt from you. You do. Uh, if you got any left, 
Yeah, I do. I'll uh, I'll grab it through the site probably tonight. I'll throw in something special for you. Oh yeah, well yeah, and then I saw the little note that you wrote Rolo, so yeah, <laughs> I hope that I hope that I get an equally offensive note. Equally, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he started it with sending like I think the order note uh, when no, I printed no, out no, the no, label. Like, Trump, Trump started it. Let's be honest. Trump started. <laughs> Trump started. Oh, or we well, started it. You know, Canadians started it. Yeah, we probably started it. He started it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, we have a meme as a president. Dude, it's awesome, man. I like. <laughs> did, did you guys ever? Uh, this is kind of on the topic of Trump. Did you guys ever follow our mayor for like the brief oh, time? Yes. In Toronto. That was Rockford, amazing. The cracks with the prostitutes and the and the crack. That Dude. was amazing. I would have voted for that guy to get back in office. That dude made, like, I don't even know who our mayor is right now. Okay? Like, our politics were never that exciting, but it's like, man, you got That guy was like, exciting. I mean, he was, oh like, God, doing drugs while he's giving his apology address. <laughs> that guy, that guy could party. <laughs> sure. Sure. Like people donate yeah, to his that, campaign just invited to his parties. Dude, you know you're cool when like Dead Mouse goes to visit you at work, right? That, uh, seriously? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like he went up like just hang out and meet up with Rob Ford, right? And it's like <laughs> that's when you know that you're like the mayor that everybody wants in office. Even though you probably you've done a bunch of bad shit. People are still gonna vote for you. There's definitely um, a dead hooker in your backyard, but you're a cool guy. <laughs> oh my god. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh yeah, and for, that's the way I look at Trump, man. I'm like, you guys have uh, it's, you guys it's have gonna be interesting. awesome president right now. It is not gonna be boring. Uh what's his name? Uh Alec Baldwin? Dude, he's gonna be working overtime on Saturday Night Live over <laughs> yes. the next like four years. <laughs> Oh, yes, it's perfect. They go through a lot of orange paint. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> well, with that, gentlemen, I think we'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, thank you, Chris, from Because Operator. Be sure to check him out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, same with Chris Ramirez from Addicted to the Gear. Are you on Facebook, Chris, or is it just mostly Instagram? Uh, it's just Instagram. I haven't been able to figure out Facebook or Twitter. Uh, Facebook and so, Twitter are stupid. Stick with Instagram. One trick pony on that one. Stick with, stick with Instagram. It's, it is the <laughs> superior platform. Yeah, Instagram's <laughs> worth that. This <man>. says <laughs> at addicted to the gear and at because operator. Uh, one more final word to our sponsor, Southpaw Tactical, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, go to southpawtactical.com and use the code MOGUNS, M-O-E-G-O-N-S. Get 10% off your next order on magazines, accessories, parts, Anything and everything to go with your guns. Thank you, guys. This was awesome. Hopefully to have you guys on again next week. Oh, thanks if for having me. Yeah, man. From yeah. being out in the field. All right. Awesome, guys. No Thank you for coming on, and I'll talk to you later. This episode of Guns, Gear, and Beer is sponsored by southpawtactical.com.
Use code MOGUNS for a discount and to support this podcast.